the grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans, believers, and patriots alike. You are listening to a special edition of The Grid. We've titled this series, January 6th, Eyewitness Testimony. Sean Griffin and I sat down with two individuals who attended the now infamous Trump rally. They will share their boots-on-the-ground experience, both the day of and the day before this rally, the so-called riot, a.k.a. the insurrection. This special four-part series will be released over consecutive days in counter to the televised Congressional Circus. I mean the Congressional January 6th hearings. We'll be back for part two right after this. Hey, Sean Griffin here with the Kingdom Patriot Group and co-host of The Grid with Chris Kuhlman. Here at the Kingdom Patriot Group, we have a vision to restore America to her foundational principles. To help you do your part to restore the country, is there a particular topic we could cover that you would find helpful? If so, email us at admin at kingdompatriot.us. That's admin at kingdompatriot.us. We'd love to hear from you today. In the previous episode, you got a good feel for the environment and temperature of January 6, 2021 Trump rally in Washington, as I interviewed Elliot, who was there to witness much of what happened. In this episode, Sean Griffin interviews Calvert, who goes into great detail of not only the environment, but also events leading up to January 6th. Let's listen to Sean's interview with Calvert to provide us with eyewitness testimony. He attended the Trump rally with his wife. And today, he will share his eyewitness account of the rally and their unplanned trek to a point about a quarter of a mile shy of the Capitol grounds. Calvert, welcome to The Grid. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Sean. Thank you. Um, This is exciting. I'm glad I'm able to share the truth of what really went on on January 6th a year ago. Awesome. First of all, what was the purpose of the rally? The purpose of the rally, there was multiple groups that came. One major point was to pray and to fast for our country, for God to move for righteousness in our country. And then another thing was to stand up against injustice. At the time, there was Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all that was going on. And then the election, a lot of people felt like the election was stolen. And so we were there as a group to say, hey, let's slow down, stop and look at this. We're standing up for for truth. We want to know what the truth is. There was no one there trying to create an insurrection, a riot, or terrorist group. I want people to understand that. Right. And the primary activity going on in the Senate that day was the certification of the vote. Correct. And that's why people were there. We wanted to encourage the Senate and Vice President Pence because he had the power to hold certification into review to see whether or not there was any fraudulent activity in the voting. That's what we wanted to support to let him and the Senate know, you know, there was millions of people all across this country that wanted them to look into this. You've mentioned before in previous conversations, there were a couple million people there. Oh, easily. So, a lot of the, the news media just did not convey anything of what it was like at all. 
there were easily two to three million people there. And this is not an exaggeration. The day was incredibly amazing. First of all, we got there on the 4th because there was a rally on the 5th to pray for our country. It was a... um, In preparation for the certification. Correct. And it was at Freedom Plaza and it was all, all the major leaders in the conservative movement were there praying and, and worshiping God and calling God to have mercy upon our country. People were there by the tens of thousands the day before. It was absolutely amazing. The whole event was like uh, the most amazing 4th of July patriotic parade. You know, it was like a college football atmosphere. It was everybody was there and it was just like everybody was in unity. It wasn't like any one type of person or people. It was like all of America types, everybody there. Melting pot. A total melting pot. You had mom and pops with little kids. You had old, older husbands and wives, people with crutches and people with walkers and wheelchairs and that were older. They could barely get along. And you're like shocked, like, wow, these guys are moving around because Washington's a very large city and you had to walk everywhere. That's a whole nother thing I'd like to talk about, too, is how amazing Washington, D.C. was because it was not like normal America. Everybody was there. It was like a giant melting pot. We were all in unison to deal with fraudulent activity and to say we wanted justice and we want to have people look at what the real truth of the matter is and not just wax it over, you know, and say nothing happened. Okay, so before we dive into some really good particulars, part of this is probably a bit redundant, but what was your purpose for attending the rally, and did you go as part of a group? No, we didn't go as a part of a group. We just felt like we needed to pray for our country, and we needed to do something. It was sort of like, wow, I can't believe I'm going, but we're going to do this. We're going to go. It's like I would feel remiss to say that I didn't try to do something from this fraudulent election that happened is clear that there was so many inconsistencies in the election. If, if I didn't have my voice heard against it, that I would regret that. And so we went to have our voice heard and to pray and fast because we knew that there was a giant leadership movement to pray and fast the day before and the day of. So that's why we went to plead for God to save our country from wickedness and from unrighteousness and from injustice. What was the background that led up to the events that were taking place on January 5, the day before the January 6th, the certification day? Okay. So you remember in 2020 that there was Black Lives Matter and Antifa They were going around and burning and looting, and even they were also beating up people and killing people. So we we did sign up for a prayer meeting thing on January 5th. So we signed up as an email just to let them know, you know, so they could do a count. And so they would give us updates of different things to be aware of. And one thing that we knew was that Antifa was supposed to show up there dressed as Trump supporters they were going to cause problems there. They had already been threatening to do that. And so what led up to January 5th, it was very interesting because 
when you went into Washington, D.C., it was literally like a communist country. I, it's not an exaggeration. I was, we were both shocked, me and my wife. Everything was boarded up. The mayor did not let any store open. There was no bathroom. She disallowed any bathrooms in any of the area. We had to walk in for two miles into the city. And then there were, I guess, the Capitol Police. They were on every corner with machine guns. And they, I'm not talking like AR-15s. They were like military-grade big machine guns on every corner. Of course, disallowed to have any weapons in Washington, D.C. Most people don't realize that. So there had been threats by Antifa that they were going to beat us up, that they had already dressed up as Trump supporters and beat people up. People would walk away. They would walk with them like Trump supporters, and then they would beat people up, even older people and things like that. So there was a true threat from Antifa that we felt. This is what I want people to realize, that there was a plan that like the police, they had said that they weren't going to stop anything from happening. They were just there. When we walked in, we would walked in in mass groups in January 5th and everything, and nobody knew where to go or anything. We just basically came in. It was everybody was basically just like us. They were there coming from their little town, trying to do their little part, having their little voice heard and praying for having God, you know, rescue our country. There was a plan, like you maybe heard of Oath Keepers. So a lot of them are ex policemen and ex-veterans and things like that and it's the group's going to have to have security somehow because the police weren't going to do anything until after the fact so oath keepers and then even the proud boys kind of came up with some plan to to help protect the group without having guns and stuff so now you hear that the federal government is trying to turn those conversations into that they were terrorists and that wasn't what was going on at all they were actually trying to be our protection for our group. They were serving as security. They were serving as security because there was not going to be any security by the police force. So back to January 5th, uh, sure enough, you could tell there was definitely some Antifa people walking around, scary looking people. And you could tell the Oath Keepers because they were, they were kind of dressed in military style with no weapons or anything. And then the Proud Boys were walking around. You could see some of them, and they were in yellow and black. But there was definitely some some Antifa people walking around, and they were kept at bay by the Oath Keepers and the, the Proud Boys. We didn't see any physical conflicts or anything, but uh, definitely stuff like that. All the buildings for blocks and blocks and blocks were literally boarded up with plywood. And the mayor did not allow any porta potties or anything. And this was for the fifth and the sixth. So nobody, both days, it was a very inhumane situation. And, you know, you hear about people dying on January 6th. Well, the people that died on January 6th, they were mostly older people that had either heart attacks or different things like that. Anyway, so January 5th was incredible. There was just speaker after speaker. Christian speaker after Christian speaker, calling us to repentance as a country, calling for God to move. There was worship and prayer and so much unity. I mean, like you'd see an old person by this rough and tough person, and they were worshiping God together. And you're like, wow, this is awesome. I mean, you, you literally were proud to be an American 
in, in a good way, both on the fifth and sixth. It was so amazing. So what so, I'm hearing is that it's an amazing experience, but set in troubled setting. Yes. Yes. Communist filling setting. Yeah. So I would like to, so the communist part, I'd like to describe a little more because it's not just, it wasn't just a feeling. It was like, so uh, first of all, I, I want everybody to know, like, I understand that some people, you know, really believe in Black Lives Matters, but that's really a tool. You know, the, the, the leaders themselves are avowed communist and all lives matter. I want people to understand that everybody matters. And the Black Lives Matter movement was really a tool by this communist group to, to try to bring division in our country. So I, I want people to understand that. So I, I'm not against anybody. I, I just so as I'm talking, I'm talking as this is a, a group of people, the Black Lives Matter group leadership that was using this as a tool to bring division as a communist tactic. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's how I'm talking about this. Now going into Washington, DC, you saw like whole buildings, like the whole side of buildings, like black lives matter, national geographics. I mean, it just was shocking. And then you would have like churches with black lives matter on it. They even had a black lives matter street and wall that the mayor had given them dedicated to Black Lives Matter. There was just multiple buildings that had different sayings that clearly were communist in origin and the whole city just kind of sucked it up. So it was such a different atmosphere, but also um, both the fifth and the sixth, like I said, there were policemen on almost every corner with guns you know, there was a lot of corners. I can't say almost every corner. But anyway, every time people would walk past the policemen, everybody would go, we support the blue. We support the blue. Everyone was saying how much they support the blue. Because remember in 2020, Antifa and Black Lives Matter say, we're saying the cops were the problem. They need to be fired and we don't need any cops. And so everybody, anytime they got anywhere close to a policeman, we were saying how much we appreciated them and we supported them. You know, as you get close to the white house, they have, instead of policemen, they have the secret service, which are dressed in military style gear. And we would tell them the same thing too. It was very much a very encouraging movement towards the police and towards the secret service and towards anything around or dealing with law enforcement in the area. Which is especially good because morale for them across the country had hit an all-time low. Yes. So we were being very purposeful to let them know that we really appreciate them. This is what I'm witnessing in mass crowds of people. I have no idea who they were. Anytime you, we walked near them, it was the crowds saying these things. You're listening to The Grid, a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. You can find us on the web at kingdompatriot.us. Join us in the fight for faith and freedom. Mondays on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else? Part of the melting pot that was there, it was so incredible. There were so many people from different countries that came from communist countries that were warning us, warning us of this very thing that this is the exact same thing that happened to them 
and how they got their country taken over by communism. There was people from Vietnam and, v and China, giant groups of people. And over and over and over again, you would run to these different people from different countries saying that we've got to stop this. Awake. The American people need to wake up that this is a communist takeover. And I want people to realize that this whole election thing was and still is a takeover of our country. It's not a popular thing to say, but that's the truth. Because if you don't have integrity in elections, you don't have a, a just country. You don't. You don't. And you made it very clear when we talked earlier that those groups that were sharing that love this country. Yes, they absolutely loved America. And that's why they were warning. That's so good. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. We haven't even done a deep dive yet into the actual events of January 6th, and I think you already get a good sense of the tension between tons of freedom-loving people and the communist-like behavior of local law enforcement and state-run news media. But to hear the rest of Sean's interview with Calvert, you will need to tune in. More to come. Also, don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed.